Hello again and welcome back, everybody. Come on inside. The door is open. We've got the grill going and the beer flowing, and we are here once again with the Musicians Cafe. We're so glad to have you back with us. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Daddy Longlegs Gray. And Chris, you know, Luca Bratz and I both wished you to have a first child as a masculine child, and I found out over the weekend that you are, in fact, having a bouncing baby boy. So congratulations, and how are you? Uh, that's right. Uh, man, there was a, a bit of a sigh of relief when I heard it was a boy, to be completely honest, but <laughs> I would have been happy either way. Uh, you know, man, it's hard to believe it's the end of September already. Um, the fall is just flying by. Yep. Uh, there's music everywhere. There's uh, musicians everywhere to go along with it. And uh, man, it's just been a freaking rush here lately. Uh, but we're adding on to it. We're getting ready for our next episode. Yeah, we sure are. And and you're right. I mean, the, the music um, scene right now around Winchester is booming. It's especially busy for in the fall. You'll get to that in the menu in a little bit. And, of course, we got a lot of great venues, places to play. And today we have our venue episode where we recognize the Homestead Market. And we have with us uh, Catherine Stolenberger. Catherine, thank you for being here. And how are you? Oh, Brian, it's, I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here this evening. And uh, to talk about the Homestead Farm and our market and our bluegrass on the farm event every Thursday night. Yes, I know. Those are legendary. We're going to talk to you a bunch about all that stuff. In the meantime, Chris, you've got a menu laying in front of you, so why don't you give that thing a rip? I do. We're going to start at Jiffy Lube Live. On the 5th is the Allison Chains Breaking Benjamin and Bush Concert. Uh, again, that's Jiffy Lube Live at the Tally Ho Theater on the 29th. Toad the Wet Sprocket. And tomorrow night. That is tomorrow night. Uh, now, the 30th is Southern Avenue, and on the 1st is the Reagan Years. Right. So, busy weekend at the Tally Hope. Uh, the event center at uh, Hollywood Casino in Charlestown, West Virginia. On the 30th is uh, a band called 311 with Tropidelic. And on the first is Mr. Brett Michaels. Yeah, this would be a pretty good show, I would imagine. Both of those shows will draw good good, good crowds, I would think. Yep. Uh, Bear Chase Brewery, we try to hit them every week on the 30th. Sharif, uh, popular one around here. That one's hit the uh, yeah. hit our menu several times. Yeah, it sure has. Uh, and on the first is Brad Doggett and Josh Hewnett. Hewnett. Hewnett or Hewitt? I'm not Hewitt. sure. I'm not sure. Do you recognize any of those names, Catherine? No, I don't. No, I don't either. We've come across them a few times, but I need to go see them. At the box office brewery in Strasburg on the 30th is none other than the Low Water Bridge Band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite from around the area, my, my personal favorite. Uh, and then on the 1st at box office is Alan Boyd and the Waysiders. There you know you Alan pretty yeah, well, yeah. don't you? Yeah, he's one of our regulars. We love having him. Alan's a great guy. If you guys have never heard uh, Alan and and his group, it's a it's always a good time. It it's, is. A, it's a bunch of classic country. Uh, it's just songs you can't help but but love, uh, and they do a great job and very entertaining at that. Yep. Uh, at the monument coming up on the seventh, Jaw Works, which is a reggae group band DJ. Yep. yep. It's no, it's actually music. a band, but okay. um, yeah, I haven't actually heard them at all. So at the Paladin in Stephen City. Uh, on the 30th is Kramer and Ivy, and on the 1st is Acoustic Souls, so out there in Stephen City. Now, up here in Clearbrook at P2, we have on the 30th, our buddy Jimmy Lee, and on the 1st, Jimmy Cherry. Jimmy's reached out to me before as well. Is that right? Uh, yeah, he, he's done uh, uh, a couple of the uh, Crick Pickens okay, out cool. in uh, yeah, yeah. Star Tannery, so um, definitely somebody to look out for there. Definitely need to. 
next on our list, Backseat Bar and Grill. They've been a venue host uh, of ours before. Uh, on the first is The Bridge, which is a Led Zeppelin tribute. Yep. And on the 29th of this month is the very first um, gig, the very first event at their new event center yes. at Backseat, which is that big red building you guys see as you drive yeah. down Route 11. Now, they're going to have Quiet Riot with Solo. From Cumberland. And then also Elizabeth's Furnace. Yes. I just added that this week, and uh, I spent a weekend a couple weekends ago with Elizabeth's Furnace. Had a great time. They're a great band. That show is going to be great. And I stopped there the other night and looked at the event center. Can't get in yet, of course. Uh, can't talk to you to let me in yet. But it really looks great, and it's coming along quickly. So I think they're going to be ready. They're trying to keep that thing under wraps. They, they are. They, they, they must have some sort of surprise in there. Cause yeah. You know, when we were there to ask them about it, they said, well, you know, you're just going to have to find out. Yeah, well, yep. we're going to have to find out. Now, Elizabeth's Furnace will be on our podcast uh, the second week in November. Right. So that's pretty exciting, too. It's hard to believe we're booked out into November. I mean, November's pretty much booked out. Yeah, I know. I'm talking to folks about, you know, dates in December and January right now for folks coming up. So, yeah, it, it, thank you to all those artists that have agreed to be on. Thank you very much. Uh, moving on to the Bright Box Theater, uh, downtown Winchester on the 30th. Shenandoah University presents the Jasper Spring Quartet, which is different for our podcast, but yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. Um, actually sounds like something I might want to go to, hang out for the night. Yeah, I've had the privilege of being around some folks that study at Shenandoah, and amazing, amazing musicians. Incredible. And then at the first on Bo at uh, Bright Box Theater is a Tom Petty tribute uh, featuring Scott Kurt and Memphis 59. Yeah, sounds fun. Shenandoah Valley uh, Country Club. Uh, out in Front Royal, right? Right. Uh, Friday Night Fires, or Fire Pit Fridays, right. however mm -hmm. they say it. Uh, on the 30th, uh, which is this Friday, Mr. Robbie Lyman. Yes, sir. So he's always an entertainer. Um, and uh, it'll just be him and the fire and uh, and just a, a good night outside. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be nice weather Friday night. Yeah, I was going to say pre-rain, because it, it looks like the weekend's <laughs> going to be kind of tough. So Pretty yeah, wet. Yeah. This is a cool one. Uh, Touch of Texas which is uh, a venue that we haven't uh, had on our podcast before. Uh, now, Brian would tell you that used to be Gable's Nightclub. Yes, it did. Up in uh, West Virginia on Route 11. Now called Touch of Texas. Uh, they're going to start having some bands, uh, and the first of which is going to be this Saturday night, the first. Yep. And it's going to be uh, Chris Darlington and his band. So there's going to be a DJ inside as usual, and then the band's going to be outside. Right. Uh, and if you're worried about it being cold, they have heaters, they have... Uh, Sand volleyball pits. They got cornhole. It's a cool atmosphere out back of uh, Touch of Texas. Next, uh, we have to we have to bring it up. Friday night, West Oaks uh, on the thirtieth. Um, Chris Gray, who's that? <laughs> well, I I am opening up for uh, Blue Ridge Rain. Yes. Uh, so, so all of that starts at five o'clock. Uh, I'll sing for a couple hours and then sign on. Everybody wears that, their right? earplugs and then you can take them out <laughs> as Chad Laughlin uh, and Blue Ridge Rain take over the stage uh from seven to ten so friday night west oaks is always a fun time uh and then saturday is kimberly burke so come out to see that a couple special uh announcements next week on the podcast we have none other than boo snyder yes if you guys have been out in the area you uh or been around winchester for a while you know the winchester native boo snyder yep uh and his music skills and he's going to be at valerie hill this friday um the 30th so make sure you get out to see boo and like i said he will be on the podcast next week yes yes 
And then the last event that I have is at the George Washington Hotel on the 14th of October. It's a classic country night. Again, bringing back Alan Boyd uh, and Brian Shepard will be with him. Uh, as well as Sweet Mountain Laurel. So that's going to be a fun night out at the, I guess it's going to be in the ballroom. Is that right, Catherine? Yes, and they're offering barbecue um, for sale, and it's like $30 if you want to eat. And if you just want to come hear the music, it's $15. So we're really excited to go down there and hear Alan. Yeah. And the um, Sweet Mountain Laurel is three women. So it's going to be, be a, a great, great show. Yeah, and actually, what a lot of people may not realize is that um, uh, uh, Springfield Exit has played at the George Washington before in their ballroom, uh, and they've done some classic countries in the ballroom. It's music that you uh, wouldn't kind of peg for the George Washington Hotel, <laughs> but it fits so it well. Yeah. It does. And so many of the artists that we've had on, even recently, Chris, have you know bragged about the acoustics in that building, how much they love to play there. So that should be a lot of fun. I got one to tag on if you don't mind. Yeah, brought to my attention last week, and I think I mentioned it on the last podcast, but coming up that, uh, this Saturday night at Bowling Green Country Club, that's the North um, Bowling Green Country Club, there is an evening of caring and sharing, and this is to benefit the Winchester Area Temporary Thermal Shelters, which is WATS, an acronym, and we mentioned it last week, but it's uh, $50 a ticket, and there's gonna have, they're going to have live music by the band The Fog, uh, they're also going to have uh, lots of fundraiser things there, like uh, silent auctions and raffles, and they're all going to have a, a cash bar. There's going to be a lot of fun that night. And, you know, the more I heard about this, this is really kind of an important event because there's been a couple of things that have popped up for Watts here in the past uh, couple of years. I mean, first of all, they weren't able to fundraise at all over the past year and a half, two years because of COVID. So they've been operating on a sort of a thin you know budget. And then on top of that, the main building they worked out of for the past couple of years, the old First United Methodist uh, Church, that's been sold. And so now they're going to have to relocate. So they've got some things ahead of them. So, folks, get out there and make this a little bit easier for them. Buy those tickets. Go uh, to Bowling Green Country Club on Saturday evening and participate. Have fun. Help them raise money. Uh, and make it an easier winter for those that are less fortunate because it uh, it is hard on folks that don't have a place to live when it's cold outside. So, uh, you know, do the right thing, go out and help these folks. And that's just Saturday. So try to make it. Yeah. And what a mission here around Winchester. So uh, you folks that, you know, may think that we, we don't have such a homeless popula- population or, or folks that need help. I, I would I would challenge that. And I would say yeah. that there are plenty of folks here in the Winchester area that benefit from that. And man, that's just such a, a great program. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate you going through the menu. Lots of things for everybody to do out there. Man, we've got such cool guests on this show, and we, they just get better and better all the time. We're lucky to have Catherine Solenberger with us uh, from the Homestead Farm and the Homestead Market. And Catherine, uh, I know you're a native of Frederick County, born and raised here. You graduated from Jameswood High School. So tell us a little bit about how your market came about, came about first. Well, uh, let me see. Um, born and raised here, like you said. Right. Um, I, um, our family's been in the orchard and apple business for five generations. Wow. Uh, that makes me the fifth generation, and my daughter is the sixth generation as Fruit Hill Orchard. So my father uh, started with one small apple orchard, and then he just um, 
continued to add to that instead of buying fancy cars and, you know, spending the money, he rolled it back into the business and would buy another orchard and just more or less collected land when it was affordable. Right. And so we have really benefited from that. Our family's been very blessed and we're just so happy, you know, to still be in the orchard business. Um, we did a restructuring of Fruit Hill Orchard. So now my, me and my two sisters, even though we still have our parents, we each now have a, a part of Fruit Hill Orchard to call our own. Good. And we, um, my daughter and I decided that we wanted to do a farm market um, because it was just something she'd gone to school. Uh, her name is Emily Whitesell Warren. Gotcha. She'd gone to school to, um, in, to uh, study agribusiness marketing and management because she wanted to move into the agribusiness. And when David and Linda Lay decided to leave Winchester, they had been leasing that property there where we have our market on 522 North. We said, well, hey, let's revamp the market itself and um we moved into that um business and um and that was seven years ago it seems like it just happened but yeah yeah it does and so we've been very blessed and we have a great clientele and just a lot of fun and uh, the reason david and linda leased that house and then made the little market out of the building was um, because i got to sing with her at the uh National Folk Life Festival in uh, Richmond. Oh, nice. And uh, there were like 100,000 people, and it was David and Linda and myself up there, and her with her auto harp and him with the guitar, and we were singing. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a harmony singer. I'd give anything to be a soloist. Um, and I think I said singer. That's what I went to school in South Carolina for a couple years, and that's how they said singing, singer. It was very strange, but uh, you know, I love to sing. I have my choir at the church, and right. um, I'm the music director at my church, Congregational Christian Fellowship. And so we, you know, it was just fun to to take up what David and Linda had started, and to have a jam session there on Thursday nights. Wow. Well, so um, David and Linda Lay, uh, those names just kind of ring a bell to a lot of folks who mm-hmm. are probably listening. Uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with them uh, and 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 their uh, ventures in music before we kind of get into your ventures. Well, the reason I ended up singing with Linda um, and David was that we were down at David McLaughlin's house, who's a good friend. And we were all singing out back, and you know, it was a party. And she said, "Hey, I need somebody to be my apprentice, you know, for this folk life festival." And I said, "Hey, I'd love to do it." And then she said, "Sing!" You know, I met with her, and I'm like, "I'm not going <laughs> to sing in front of you." You know, exactly. I felt like I was standing there in my <laughs> underwear or something. But she uh, just such a talent, and so right. um, they were. They started the market, and then they decided to leave, and they. They went back to Tennessee for their family, and then they've come back and gone back since. Yeah, and if you guys don't know uh, Linda Lay, you can definitely just look her up. She's a powerhouse. Oh, yes. man. Don't, don't let this little sweet lady fool you. She's got a, a freight train of a voice, oh, and it's, yeah. it's incredible, isn't she it? She and Allison Krauss grew up together. Jeez, I and, didn't know that. Yeah, and Allison uh, decided to go on the road, and Linda decided to raise her children. So Linda could have had a huge career. And she still, you know, is very much. She still records yeah, and, yes. and makes CDs. Yeah. Uh, we just think the world of them. But anyway, I, I do want to recognize them as the reason we're doing the bluegrass on the farm. But we took it to the next level where we cook our own food, serve our own meal. Um, and right. then um, just uh, we've had up to 22 players up on that little front porch. 
So if you don't know what it is, we have a jam session. We invite anybody that wants to come and play. And um, and people bring their lawn chairs and sit out in our parking lot. They kind of know that you can back up and tailgate on the grass or you can park in the back or um, – and you, we have um, a small cafe in the back that right. seats 14. That's all we can have by the USDA rules. And we have outside seating. And, you know, so there's a lot of places for people to eat. And we uh, have volunteers that help us serve. And then people just sit out there and, and watch us play. And and it was funny when we first started there. I had like three players the first night. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible, you know. <laughs> but it has just really grown. Yes. It has grown. And we have a lot of fun up there and I always give away door prizes. You know, that's the big thing. What are you going to win? You know? That's cool. And I, I love door prizes. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but, um, we have some really great musicians that yeah. come to play and, um, uh, we do allow like the classic country. We don't say, Oh, it's gotta be just straight bluegrass, you know? And I play the banjo. I'm a, uh, I, I have my own style. It's called chicken picking. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, so it's not claw hammer. It's, no, it's, it's, it's my it's style. Chicken picking. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh, gotcha. And okay. I and uh, I keep it going. Sometimes uh, we've had, you know, a, maybe a night or two without a bass player, which is not real good. So I'm a big rhythm player, and I, of course I have a master's in music from oh, wow. Shenandoah University. Okay. And I'm a, a pianist and a composer, wow. so I can do Bach or I can play by ear, or you know, I can do whatever you want. Holy smokes, Jazz, that's pretty cool. Blues. Did you know who you booked for this episode? <laughs> I, I'm learning; it's unfolding <laughs> as I'm sitting here. Yeah, yeah. I was the uh, accompanist for our concert choir. You know, were you really? Yeah, wow, it, it, James well, Wood. But it was, it was, it's been a really a fun time, and we just love the bluegrass on the farm event it's a lot of hard work for us getting that food together we fixed food for 100 right. this year i think the most we served was 96 uh, but we've had 150 almost 200 people watching and it's free we don't charge anything right and i said you know if it, they said and you don't pay the guys i said well if i had to pay these guys you all have to pay to get in <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, it's a community effort. We don't make a lot of money, but we're a small market. You know, that's that's not what that event is about. Right. Uh, the, that event is to let the musicians enjoy the evening, share their talent, and for people in the community to just come and enjoy it and yeah. not to have to pay. Of course, we sell ice cream and and all of our other stuff. All the things I give fun. away peaches and apples. And nice, nice. <laughs> so anybody that's driven out by your farm market out 522 North on, in the Thursday evening between the hours of 5 and, say, 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that enormous crowd, then you're driving with your eyes closed because it's, it's huge out there for sure. So, Catherine, let's talk a little bit about your musical background. You obviously went to school, you just told us. Um, when did your music career start? In other words, what was the first instrument that you got started with? How did you get started in all this? Oh, my mom played some hymns for me, and I um, played, you know, she kind of showed me some stuff on the piano. I started piano at age nine with Eugenia Evans here, and she was uh, from uh studied at Prague and she used to sit under the window of Schumann who's one of the great masters and hear him play so she was um you know I think she had escaped uh the holocaust oh, wow and um so she was very very instrumental in building up the Shenandoah University uh conservatory 
and um, people came from around the world to study with her. Nice. And she was more or less my mentor. And, you know, she said, Cassie, she talks like, Cassie, if you don't want to practice, you can go be a plumber (laughs) or you can do this. But if you want to be a musician, you must practice, you know. So so I would practice the piano. And then um, I ended up going away to school. I didn't go to Shenandoah. I went to Converse College in South Carolina. And I got in the pageant down there. And I was, you know, had to... I was in Miss South Carolina, and oh, uh, wow. and I played before three million people the Grieg Concerto. That da, 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 da. oh yeah, yeah. And uh, it was all televised. It was very scary. Uh, <laughs> I still have nightmares about pageants. But then I came back. I was two years down there. Then I came back to Shenandoah, and um, I was in Miss Virginia pageant, and I was the second runner up. Yeah. So two people would have had to croak for me to be Miss. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, step aside. Excuse me. <laughs> If I was going to be Miss Virginia. But I think I was a little bit too big for the Miss America pageant, you know, because I'm about six feet tall and they like a little petite, you know, they don't want Miss America scaring people with her high heels. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, so I played piano in that, you know, and um, just... uh, just have really enjoyed um, playing for church and, and, you know, played at different churches and um, been in band, you know, when I was younger. and Right, right. And so it just to be able to do this every Thursday night and play up there, and, and I'm the MC, so I call on the, you know, hey, it's your turn, it's your turn. Oh, and some guy got mad, he left, I didn't give him a turn. No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just, we just have a lot of fun, and I, I also get to share my um my uh, faith with them because that's so important to me you know in this especially in this day and age you don't know if you have another day so i get up there and say you know you didn't create your breath in you you know (laughs) (laughs) um have y'all thought about it you know because there are people that were there last year that aren't there this year right you know and that makes makes you really sad but to know that that uh, you can get people thinking about that, and I've had people now come to my church that that you know went there that didn't have a church. Right, so. right. So anyway, that's real important to me, and just a lot of fun. So I just really feel like I'm blessed to have been given the talent. Right. I, like I said, I don't have the singing voice. I would love to have a just a you know solo voice. And I said, when I get through those pearly gates, I'm going to be just singing like crazy. <laughs> And everybody always wants what they can't have, yeah, you know. And they're exactly. like, "Oh, I wish I could play like you." And you know, because in the playing the banjo, you're just following the chords, right. you know. And they're like, "How do you know all those songs?" Well, you know, I'm looking at that guitar player, you know, because I know you the know chords the shapes. On the guitar. And, yeah, yeah. You just kind of right. follow that. Yeah. And um, they're like, "You are you all reading that music?" No, we're just calling the just songs going, and yeah. following it. So Very it's cool. it's a lot of fun, and I, I thank y'all, you know, for oh, of course, asking of course, me yeah. to be here this evening. And yeah, yeah, I've lucky enough. I've got a real good worship leader at my church too, um, and it, it makes a big difference when you got a good one. So yeah, it's me. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, Chris does a great job at our church too. But that's an important position to have because you know you definitely help create um, that atmosphere of worship, and and you know. Get people in the mood to you know to be able to thank God and and do the right thing. And, and so that's and really I cool. mean we have um, a fun fifteen minutes before church starts right. where we have just praise and people can call out. It's like you know him sing, and um, 
I mean, that Holy Spirit falls on you. I just feel like I'm going to levitate right out of that seat. There you so go. if you've never experienced the Holy Spirit, you can come to Congregational Christian Fellowship. <laughs> and where's that at? It's uh, right across from Victory on Mid- Middle Road. Oh, okay. I know yeah, exactly yeah. where you're talking about. Yeah, we're about. a little brick church, a little okay. country church. Gotcha. gotcha. But it's a lot of fun. And um, I mean, it, it just renews your spirit to have that wash over you. And if you've mm-hmm. never felt that, I've, I've been healed. I had my eye healed. A man prayed on me and... Um, just I've had a lot of miracles in my life, and I just want everybody to know that it's out there. There you, you don't go. Have to, Good. Yeah. You know. So uh, with myself being uh, a worship leader is what I'll call it. Uh, we're going to have Daryl Morini on, who is also a worship leader, uh, and and you. Um, was it something that you kind of grew up in the church doing? Uh, you you grew up in the church singing, or was it a certain point in your life when you decided that this is the direction you needed to? To well, dedicate to. as a, a child, we went to church and uh, burnt church. Oh, there, yeah, you know? absolutely. Yep. And um, the choir was, you know, we had a good choir and we sang and mom and the girls, my sister sang in the choir. And and I just um, always then then we kind of split off from that church and they needed a pianist. So I was the pianist for the church. So right. I've always been, you know, asked to help with churches and play in the piano so play the piano or the organ or play for weddings or gotcha and um but after i got out of music school it was so difficult everybody's like oh you're just gonna go there and sing and play songs and no it was more classes than i'd ever had to take in high school or you know it was you take like 12 classes a semester for one credit or two credits and you're just you have to listen to all this music and you have to you know and the people that play in the orchestras or whatever know these different movements of these orchestras uh orchestral pieces and i'm like you know i have to listen to all this music and you had to attend concerts i mean it was forced on you you know it was very very um difficult right um, but when I got out, I was like, I am so sick of classical music, you know. <laughs> uh, so I went and played piano bar, nice. <laughs> and I played at uh, Brew Bakers, you know, and, yeah. and um, and playing piano bar when you have to play four hours a night constantly, man, that's when I got my chops, man. That's when yeah. I got really yeah, fast, exactly, you know. Yeah. And um, but I piano bar got old pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, late nights, so some late yeah. nights and things like that. Um, but it was good money, and it was fun when I was young and gotcha or younger. <laughs> so when did the when did the banjo come into play? In other words, did you learn that later? That's when I got sick of classical and everything, and I said I want something different. I went and so I got a banjo, and I studied with Murphy Henry. Oh yeah. I did the Murphy method on tape, and you know I can pick a few songs, and you know, but I never really wanted to wear picks um, because well, I just never liked it. So I don't wear picks when I play the banjo. Gotcha. Is that part so, of your style then? Yeah, that that's my about? style. It's gotcha. a chicken picking. <laughs> so aside from music, um, we know that the Homestead Farm at Fruit Hill Orchard is a special place. Uh, and you guys have other events throughout the year as well. Uh, tell us about some of those. Well, first, I want to give you a little background on the Homestead yes. Farm. Yeah. Okay. We wanted to have this farm market, and of course, we couldn't call it Linda's Mercantile. Right. <laughs> so my daughter and I just brainstorming, brainstorming. It was all about this is my great grandmother's and great grandfather's house. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and actually, my great great grandfather moved here uh, from Ohio. Well. Oscaloosa, Iowa, actually, 
But um, we did all the history, you know, and saw where they immigrated and came in and then ended up at this place. My great great grandfather, James Thwaite, and his son, John Thwaite, was my grandfather. Right. I mean, great grandfather. And so my grandmother was born in the house next to the market. And that is what is our logo is the house because when we were setting up our business, we didn't have the market building completed. Okay. Yeah. So it's all about the history of our family and the apple industry. And that's why we call it the Homestead Farm at Fruit Hill Orchard. Gotcha. And we're really um, proud of that history and the fact that, yeah, that my um, my dad was um, so prolific in growing apples. You know, he went to MIT and got his degree, uh, master's in chemical engineering. Wow. Okay. And he got a, a office job, big fancy job down in the city, and didn't like it at all. He said, "I got to be outside," and came back and started uh, growing apples. The Solenbergers take everything seriously, don't they? I can tell. <laughs> Robert Solenberger is one cool dude. Yeah, yeah you guys, exactly. that's my daddy. <laughs> He's awesome. Then my mom is Bessie, and she, her daddy was the uh, Claude Smoltz, mayor of Winchester. So I think I got his gift of gab. Oh. <laughs> Oh my so gosh. So anyway, we're really, you know, just so blessed. Gotcha. So you have the Thursday nights, and they have become phenomenal, legendary. People know about them. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of the same faces, but I'm sure you get new ones each week, too. Are there thoughts of expanding on that? Are you going to keep it Thursday nights? Have you ever thought about doing a Friday or a Saturday? Or no, whatever? we like our Thursday nights. Something different for yeah. everybody, right? And it's not, we're not competing with other people for the most part. Yeah, and, right. And the people that do have gigs can still go do their gig and, and come that's and play true. with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually and, true. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we, we were recognized by the Pioneer Woman. Did you know that? No. Tell us about um, it. Ever since we've been there, we've had big fields of sunflowers. Right. And, and we plant them in the summer, and they don't last too long. And then we planted them here, and they didn't come up. And then we replanted. And so <clears throat> the two years ago, we had planted. And this is when my daughter was expecting our first grandbaby, our, right. my only grandbaby. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they didn't come up. It was dry, and it was not where we irrigate. So we replanted, and I'll never forget. We were on the uh, of her four wheeler, and she was big and expecting, and <laughs> I'm on the back throwing sunflower seeds out. You know, we're planting, the, and we had the best crop of sunflowers, and it was and it was a late crop, and right. it was right in the midst of COVID, and everybody had been locked in, scared, and you know, but they could come out in the sunflower field and take pictures of their family. And so that was the first year, just the whole Facebook was blanketed with sunflower pictures of families. And, and that's when, um, that, that, that next spring we got the accolade of being named number three out of 25 sunflower destinations in the nation Wow! by the pioneer woman. And there's a whole article in her magazine. It shows if you're in Winchester on 522 North, you got to go see the sun, the sunflower fields at the homestead farm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, That's we're, awesome. we're famous. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got a sunflower mural painted on our wall and our big thing, you know, we had to make the most of that. Right, and right. it's, it's just grown since. So so we had a huge sunflower festival this year. We had a very big one last year, but our sunflowers didn't co- correspond with gotcha. last year. So I had to buy sunflowers to sell. 
But we had 50 vendors this year, yeah. and our sunflower field came in just perfectly. You know, it's all faith. You can't uh, say, right. okay, you're going to grow, and you're going to be here at, you know, on September, September 10th. You, know? right, <laughs> you right. can't make it happen. But it turned out great. The, we had had so much rain. Our parking, a lot of our parking was underwater, um, but it we it, it all worked out. Yeah, I'm so. glad it did, too. We saw the big crowd for sure. Now, I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I just want to ask you real quick. I know you have the Thursday nights. You obviously love bluegrass, but when you're not at your farm playing music, do you travel around to see others? Do you go out and uh, how do how do you do you other music that you like? What's well, that? yeah, I get I get to go out some, but not much because on the off season because we close. You know, we'll be there till December fifteenth or whatever because we have our Christmas season right. this uh-huh. year. So on the off season, which is the winter time, I do get to get out and do fun things. But for the most part, it's hard work and you're tired. I didn't really tell you all much about the, our farm market because our farm market features what we grow in our, our gardens there, which is all organically grown. Right. And we've been committed to that. We have our blackberries. We have tomatoes. We have uh, cucumbers, uh, squash, green beans, and our flowers. Right. So we're not only known for sunflowers, but for our zinnias. It's and a lot of work. Flower yeah. bouquets. And... Um, you know, one year we planted all this corn, and we had organic corn, and that's really hard to come by. Wow. Um, so, and the biggest thing is our bakery. And my daughter is uh, our baker, and she does everything from scratch. Nice. All the pies are made from scratch. They're not frozen and reheated, and so they're baked. You know, they're right. made, homemade. And uh, our peach donuts, and I mean... So we all are working very hard in our peaches. We grow, right. we grow beautiful. We had beautiful peaches. We didn't have any hail. I mean, I just feel like God's hand has been on that farm. And, you know, we just have a fun time. And my, my son is helping now as well, Robert. That's good. And just, it, it makes me happy to do this. Yep. Am I getting rich doing this? Not really. <laughs> but, um, we are enjoying it, and you know we have other income and other, uh, you know, other things. I'm a realtor, right, right, and so that has been real, real lucrative lately. And good, 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 so, good. Anyway. And you have great music, great music at your place. Oh yeah, every Thursday, Thursday so, night, every Thursday, come out sure. now. Six to seven, we serve our meal, and seven to nine is our jam. I know, Chris. She made me hungry by listening to all that stuff. So you know, look. I'm running out of questions in a hurry. <laughs> well, I got some leftovers from a party I had oh, Saturday. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's kind of what we got left. <laughs> well, episode 14 of the Musicians Cafe is wrapping up. Catherine, thank you so much for coming out and thank being you. on. Man, we had a great time. We learned a lot about you. We learned a lot about the uh, Homestead Farm. Uh, guys, if you haven't been out there, it's such a cool place. And you don't even have to go out Thursday night. Nope. Go out. What are your regular hours? Uh, we're 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 closed Monday and Tuesday for baking, and then Wednesday through Saturday it's ten to five, and Sunday we're there after church from twelve to four. Of course, we have evening hours on Thursday. And it goes till nine, and tomorrow we're serving fried chicken and country sides, and a homemade bread pudding for dessert. Yeah, we might have to clear our plans. For, exactly. I got to get ready for a gig Friday, so I don't think I can make it. I want to, but I probably should. You shouldn't. can come jam with us, play a couple songs. There you go. There you go. You got to share it. your talent with the community. I will make it on another week. I promise. Yes, you would fit in well there. Once again, Catherine, so much. Thank you. Thank Brian. you so much. I should say for having for having the time to come out and be with us on the uh, the Musicians Cafe. We really enjoyed hearing about everything that's going on with uh, the Homestead Farm. 
folks, you heard it. There's great food, great music. So make sure you get out there and support this uh, this gathering that they have every week and, and treat yourself to some great music. We appreciate it. And hopefully we'll have you back on down the road. We can talk some more about what's going on over there. Appreciate it so much, Chris. Man, like I always say, can't do without you. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Any week. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Well, folks, thanks again for joining us. And as always, peace.